Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. Up-close conversations with high-impact personalities from the world of sports and entertainment. Follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. Today's show will feature interviews with LPGA Tour pro Sandra Gal and former Arizona Cardinals defensive end Michael Bankston. Visit SoldOutTV.com for all things faith, family, and sports 365 days a year. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, here's Roman Gabriel III. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio, Faith, Family, and Sports. Of course, if you want to be a team member of Sold Out Youth Ministries, our organization that helps kids stay away from drugs and alcohol and teaches them leadership skills, biblical principles, you can go to our official website at soldouttv.com. That's soldouttv.com. And uh, be a part of that. Donate there. The LPGA Tour uh, since 2008. Uh, she's won over $4 million in her career, a University of Florida graduate. Sandra Gal with us. Sandra, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited. Um, first of all, um, you're, you've got uh, University of Florida roots. You're a Gator, an All-American uh, there when you played there. So uh, tell me about you, about how you got to Florida from Germany. Um, I actually got recruited uh, in Europe. Uh, I was one of the top players in Europe, and so a lot of the coaches go over there to, um, yeah, look at some some potential players. And so that's how I met my coach, and um, I, I re- and I visited Florida, and I really liked it. How was your experience at University of Florida? Because uh, they have a great golf, obviously a great golf tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, my first year was really hard, just I think transitioning um, and finding a coach and everything, and then. Starting from the second year, um, everything got a lot easier, and I I really started to love my experience there. I found some great lifelong friends, and um, at that time, we were fifth in the country, so we won a bunch of tournaments. It was just uh, a really, really great experience for me. You had your love of golf starting when you were about five years old uh, on family vacations. Is that right? Um, Yeah, exactly, yeah. I actually really loved driving the golf carts more than I did playing <laughs> golf at that time, but uh, that was always a lot of fun. Yeah. Who 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 were the uh, golfers that you looked up to as a as a youngster, Sander, in terms of coming up that inspired you? Uh, that was Ernie Els and Freddie Couples mostly. I just love Freddie's rhythm, and then Ernie, my my uh, golf coach here, Andrew Park, <clears throat> that I had for about twelve years. Once I started college for ten years, um, he always brought up Ernie as a example, and I just uh, I really loved his swing and his rhythm too. Those two guys, those are two of the sweetest swings in golf history, right? Yeah, yeah. So as you as you have um, progressed, and I hate to say this, but you're one of the old veterans on the LPGA tour. I'm not going to call you old, but you've been there a while, right? I mean, with all these youngsters out mm-hmm. on the tour, uh, the tour has certainly mm-hmm. changed. And become more of a the LPGA more of a worldwide tour here in the last five to seven years, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's changed a lot. Um, you know, our commissioner Mike Wan picked up our tour sometime 2009-2010 and really changed it um, to where we've got a really great schedule and we travel the world and we have some you know amazing sponsors that step it up every year. So it's uh, quite different to 2008 when I first started. 
a lot of people watch, you know, the LPGA Tour and the PGA Tour, and they they see how difficult it is to win at the professional level. Talk to us about that and about overcoming that. And I, I know, you know, you have had some great spurts of golf uh, here in the last few years, but where are you at in terms of um, where you want to be as a golfer on the LPGA? Oh, that's a love. You know what? I I think that it's been great winning. You know, it kind of took a burden off me. I think, you know, it's been a goal for a long time. Um, fortunately, it's been a while, and I would love to win again. Uh, so that's definitely still on, you know, the forefront of my mind and something I want to do. Um, and so I think that would be one of my goals. But it has changed a little bit, you know, since I've gotten involved in more things outside of golf as well as in helping others. I um, feel like being a role model is a, is a big part of why I'm out there and um, just kind of playing and enjoying it. You know, it's when you've been there for a while, it's easy sometimes to get sucked into, you know, results and um, kind of grinding through the year. So it's you got to put things into perspective and really appreciate where you're at. And I really appreciate what golf has given me over the years and um, being able to grow as a person, face all these challenges, you know, there'll be lows, there'll be ups, you know, it comes and goes, you just see it over a longer period of time. And um, if you're, if you're able to experience even the times that are not as good, then you, you know, you appreciate the good times too. You know, that's really interesting to me because when we are younger and we, when we come out of college, uh, you know, I played professional football and, and, you know, your mind is on your profession and it's on winning and it's on those things. But it seems like, as you just said, as we get older in life, as we get a little wiser in life, as we experience more things in life, we, we begin to think about significance. And, and that's certainly true in your life, Sandra. Tell us about the Sandra Gal Foundation. Yeah, um, so my foundation um, is going to help um, a lot of underprivileged kids with after-school programs. And um, I really want to integrate mindfulness into their after-school opportunities, and I want to give them chances to experience, you know, golf, music, art, um, uh, you know, all kinds of things that they want to do. And um, I want to do it with, uh, yeah, the aspect of mindfulness so they can kind of deal with what the background they've come from. Um, you know, a lot of these kids have a lot of trauma, and they don't have a lot of opportunities, so I just want to give them a safe space and, and so we actually found a great uh, space for that in Miami. There's a it's going to be a Sandra Gall Children's Center, and um, I work with Volunteers of America, and they they've actually helped a lot of families. So we have like over a hundred kids that have been formerly homeless, and they'll be they'll have access to that center in the afternoons. So we'll have staff, and um, they can just kind of explore their own strengths and and talents. And your Sandra Gal Charity Challenge you talked about um, working with the Volunteers of America is, is a big part of raising funding for you? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, uh, I've been uh, partnering with Volunteers of America the last uh, three years, and um, we have a charity challenge at Concession Golf Club, and um, so it's been growing every year. It's been amazing. Um, I also have my first time this year, I've had another charity event in Germany, which that one's um, going to continue as well, so I'll have two of them. That's pretty cool. You know, one of the things that Sandra does in her foundation when you're talking about helping at-risk kids is, is focusing on uh, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationship skills, mm -hmm. and responsible decision-making. And 
uh, you mentioned one of the key things that they've done a lot of studies on in education here in America, and that is the importance of extracurricular activities or team-oriented activities uh, to integrate into preparing yourself for life. And uh, it, it, it seems like you've done a really good job of that, Sandra, especially uh, I wanted to ask you this because you have a you probably have a, a vision that's different than than, grow, than growing up and being in America and being born here, coming from Germany, coming from a different culture. How has that impacted the way you look at the next generation and what you're doing with your foundation? Um, that's a good question. Um... I don't know. I guess I think I've seen a lot of different cultures. I've seen how, how people raise their kids differently. And um, I think coming from Germany, I've been very privileged that no one really has to be on the streets in Germany. I mean, there, of course, there's homeless people, but it's a very social country. Um, and obviously, I've seen a lot of poverty in the States, especially in the big cities, which I was kind of shocked to see. And, um, you know, me feeling like I, I've always been very privileged to just say, hey, Dad, I want to do this. And then he said, okay, do it. You know, as long as you put 100% into it, you can do it. And um, being able to give that to kids who don't have that opportunity is really important for me because I feel like, especially with all that, you know, uh, all the awful things that are going on right now in not only this country but in the world, I feel like kids are the next generation of, you know, that's, they are our hope. They are what needs to, they need to be educated. You know, if we don't change their view on the world, how is, how is everything going to change? So um, that's maybe where I come in with my perspective. Sandra Gallus with us for the LPGA tour. And um, Sandra, you just said it. I mean, you know, we have a foundation that works with kids in junior highs and high schools on drug and alcohol education and character training. And, um, you just said it. Um, you know, what what do you what do you see in working with at risk kids um, that that maybe might be the biggest challenge for this next generation? I think these kids need to see their potential, and they need to get past what they've maybe seen in their young age. So, dealing with emotional emotional trauma, um, being able to be, you know, self sufficient in how to deal, yeah, with with uh, what they see and what they have experienced. Um, and also the other part of it would be, um, just seeing their, their strength and being able to open their eyes to what the possibilities, basically. I think from where they grow up, they don't see a lot of possibility because they have only, they had some, some role models or maybe not any role models. So I think for them being able to see, Hey, I can, I can do this. And if I put, you know, if I if I give my attention to whatever it is in art, I can achieve great things, or I can change something in the world. Then, um, that I think is the most important thing. Okay, so at this point in your career, um, you said it earlier that that balance and and using your platform is extremely important, and, and also the balance of being you know an excellent golfer. Um, what what are your goals going forward, Sandra, on the LPGA Tour next year, not just uh, on the golf course but off the golf course? What are some vision and some goals that you've set for yourself? Uh, like I mentioned, I'm going to uh, continue to improve my both events that I have in Germany and the U.S. I'm going to make it bigger. And then I want to spend some time at my children's center. It's going to open in August next year. Uh, so... Um, spend some time with the kids. I'm going to paint a mural for them and um, 
just want to, you know, make sure my my vision, um, yeah, comes to life and that I can get some sustainable funding. And um, those are those are the most important things for me at the moment. And by the way, if you want to follow Sandra, and she's a fun follow on Instagram and Twitter, Twitter at Sandra Gal. And uh, I wanted to definitely get out there, uh, Sandra, your foundation website and how people can help if they want to help you with this um, really great cause for at-risk kids. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have my website, um, SandraGall.com. You'll see some information on my foundation and uh, definitely Instagram. It's the Sandra Gall. Um, it's going to be open within the next, you know, I would say for sure months, and then there'll be ability to um, definitely contribute to that. There'll be more information. But for now, you know, if you want to see how our event was um, this past November, look at pictures on my website, maybe sign up for next year, that'd be great, or just keep an eye out for any paintings that they auction off or or maybe even golf bags or, or uh, clubs. Sandra Gals with us, LPGA Tour, final seconds with her. And, um, Sandra, I, I want to ask this question because when we talk to golfers, this always interests me being kind of a mm-hmm. uh, a twelve handicap guy, and I play in you know you play in these charity events and you play uh, you play in a lot of these pro ams, obviously on the tour. Mm-hmm. Um, what is what what would be a couple of tips that you m- might have for a guy like me or, or average golfers out there who maybe mm-hmm. play once or twice a week? Okay. Um, well, I think. Always taking a little bit more club. I see a lot of people trying to kill their their wedge when they really should take a <laughs> nine iron. <laughs> and then a huge thing that's always helped a lot of people is um, taking, I mean, gripping the club a little bit lighter. I think everyone mm-hmm. tries to hit really hard with their hands, but if you grip it lighter, you actually use more of your body. And uh, you'll, believe it or not, you'll hit it further. Um, and then if you could just spend like a tiny little bit more time on the chipping green, then mm-hmm. I think it will save you a lot of shots. Oh wow, those are three. Those are those are three great tips. And you know, you brought up something really interesting because when you watch the LPGA Tour and you watch your smooth swing, um, you realize that, as you just said, it's not about how hard you hit the ball. It's about tempo and it's about timing and it's about, um, as you said, staying in rhythm. So. Um, and uh, you certainly have done that in, in modeling your swing after guys like Ernie Ells and Fred Couples. They, they had amazing swings. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Appreciate that. That's a big uh, So who, uh, the final thing I was going to ask you is, who uh, who out there um, that are top Americans, Sandra, or Americans that are that are strong on the tour are friends of yours, people that you love to spend time with or that you look up to uh, here in America? Oh, um, well, I think Brittany Lysacombe is a great, um, great girl. Uh, she's always so upbeat and, you know, I don't know. I just really, really like her attitude and being around her. Um, Morgan Pressel, she's actually been a great inspiration for my charity work. She's the reason I started probably my event. Um, she raises over a million dollars each year. It's amazing. Um, there's, I mean, there's a bunch of girls. I don't even think about if they're american or not you know i'm just friends with a lot of people so it uh it'd be hard to just pick out the american girls there's, there's a bunch of okay, them one of the one of the things that we see on on instagram and twitter and believe me you want to follow sandra gal on instagram and twitter because she lives a full life and she does a lot of fun stuff you, you do, do a lot of traveling obviously on the tour a uh, couple of places that are your favorite places to travel oh uh california i, mm. I absolutely love california um of the nature, lifestyle, the ocean. Um, and then, you know, I go with the mountains in Switzerland. 
Mm. They're stunning in the winter. I mean, I've been there, visited my best friend a couple times, and uh, it's amazing. If you're really high up there and looking out, love that view. Sandra, the time's gone by so fast, but I really appreciate that uh, we get an opportunity to show people a little bit of who you are today. And um, please follow Sandra Gal at the Sandra Gal on Twitter and check out her foundation, the Sandra Gal Foundation, and all the great things she's doing for at-risk kids. And uh, Sandra, I hope uh, you'll let us have you come back in when you open up uh, your facility down in Miami. We would love to hear more about that. Okay, absolutely. I'd love to. Thanks for having me. Sandra, great one. We we wish you nothing but the best, and enjoy your new digs in Florida, and we'll look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Sandra Gallup, right here on American Family Radio on Sold Out Sports Talk. When we come back, more on Sold Out. You're listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with former Arizona Cardinals defensive end Michael Bankston. Visit SoldOutTV.com for all things faith, family, and sports. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, once again, here's Roman Gabriel III. Welcome back to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Of course, if you want to be a team member of Sold Out Youth Ministries, our organization that helps kids stay away from drugs and alcohol and teaches them leadership skills, biblical principles, you can go to our official website at soldouttv.com. That's soldouttv.com and uh, be a part of that. Donate there. Former Cardinal Michael Bankston join us right here. Tell you what, Michael, great to have you in. Thank you, Roman. Thank you for having me. Tell me what's going on with you now after the career. How's the transition going? Well, you know what? One of the difficult things that player has is making that transition, you know. And I, But I've been blessed over the time. I've been out of the league for about 15 years, uh, you know, and it's through the grace of God. So you're talking about faith base. Uh, you know, we need to be the whole person. The whole person is being cleansed within. It's not the appearance of a man, but it's the inward part that God is concerned about. And, you know, and I've been blessed. I just got received my master's in theology from uh, – Grand Canyon awesome. University, yes, very blessed. And so God comes first in my life. So and what are you going to do with it? Well, right now I deal with at-risk youth. I deal with, with juveniles and I try to influence them to change their behaviors for the better, uh, make better decisions. If they think, change the way they think, they, therefore they can change the outcome. A lot of these uh, teens have been from dysfunctional as far as using drugs, as far as family history, economics, a lot of things that are knock against them. But they got to believe in themselves, gather that self-esteem. And one of the ways is believe that they do exist for a purpose, for a reason, and they do have a calling on their life. So I try to influence them to change. You can't make anybody change. You know that too, Roman, but you can influence them. It's great because for the last five years, I've been involved doing junior high and high schools, public, private, charter, Christian, at-risk, early college. We do a program called Sold Out, and it's an alcohol abstinence and uh, education program, life skills program. So we go directly to schools through a 365-day-a-year follow-up website that's video-oriented, you know, using positive role models to put across life skills and awesome. character traits. So I know where you're coming from. You know, young people today that, that would come to you and say, you know what, uh, Michael, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if, if I can do it. One of the things I said, you know what, tomorrow will come. I know we don't con- concern ourselves with tomorrow will bring, 
But through the grace of God, we know tomorrow will come, and you got another opportunity to do better, to be better. And I keep telling my students, especially now, because some of these kids are 16, 17, and 18 with one or two credits, five credits, and you know what? It's not the end of the world. Let's go get a GED. Let's go get a trade. Let's go find something that you're good at. We all have gifts and talents, and your gifts and talents will make room for you. Uh, not everybody is college ready or eligible, however you want to say it. What I find is, is when you have no spiritual basis and you're trying to get kids to have hope with no object of hope, uh, it really is pointless, um, you know, because kids need to know that somebody cares about them. Uh, you know, God cares about people. God made us. God gave us our talents and abilities. Right. And when schools cut that out and when they stop allowing kids to understand that they do have a maker, that they do have blessing to be who they are, they have a responsibility to that blessing. Behind, into the, uh, you know, the secular end of this thing, they want to teach testing, testing, testing. And you're so correct. Uh, a lot of kids don't know how to start a conversation. Uh, we, we, we teach them that. We also teach them about the aspect of how to do interviewing. A lot of these kids, even with their personal hygiene, even, again, the respect uh, for the fellow man, they are all about selfish things, about me, 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 and not able to give and not able to see outside the box. The, the box has been construed by all the things you're saying and taking prayer out of the school. And, 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 and even in athletics now, I mean, the, what surprises me is we've always, that's always been a sanctuary and a ritual, right? Before a game, after a game, after a game on the middle of the field. We can't do what we need to do because all we're worried about is, is teaching testing, and the testing curriculum takes up so much time. We cut health and fitness. Yep. We cut PE, extracurricular activities, character programs, and then we're surprised that the kids aren't prepared to go to college. Exactly. Well, you, you, you realize you only need a semester of physical activity when back in our day you had to go four years of physical Dressed activity. out, yes. and if you missed two days, you failed. Exactly. Now, so things have changed. We're taking a lot of things that that was common core to the development of youth nowadays, and you can see that it's a, a trickle-down effect, that rolling down the hill of negativity is so easy for them to gravitate to something else because they're lacking in the school systems. And it's, and, and, and Arizona, which is where I live right now, we're number 50. Yeah. In, 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 in education, which is sad, very sad. And you can see it because we got a lot of group homes. We got a lot of kids that have been displaced, a lot of homeless kids right. too at the same time. And most of these schools, the student is getting one or me, one meal or two meals, and that's the only way they get a meal. One out of four students, one, uh, youth, I should say, not just students in the state of Arizona go to bed hungry. Exactly. Yes. So, again, you go back to the spiritual aspect. We got an all-seeing, all-powerful, immutable God that is able to do more. But if we have to come together as people because if God is one, so he wants us to be as one. And we got you, so much yeah. separatism. And if you can't take care of basic needs first, and that's what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's one thing to share the gospel, but if somebody doesn't have clothes and if somebody doesn't have food, you know, their immediate need is food and clothes. Yes. And these kids today... Food, shelter, clothes, a parent that cares about them at all, or parents at home, that's it. Well, our charity group, Future for Kids, deal with, like I said, the after-school program. So we deal with uh, a homeless school uh, called Arizona Children's First Academy. And we go in, we do a physical activity, we feed them. Uh, we do a mentor and a study hour with them that they probably wouldn't get when they go home. So, you know, you, and you, you're looking at, yeah, it, to reach the masses, Everybody has to do their part. We know that there's plenty of money to go around, 
but it's so many people that are grabbing on to the money, which sprout wings and will fly Real. away, and don't understand that, you know what, God has an assignment for us all to do. And you know what, once you start putting your place and get your assignment, almost like with MLK, Martin Luther King Jr., like, he had a dream, but the yeah. dream is still continued. The dream is for everyone. Exactly. Not, not just him, not just a few others here and there that are doing that part. We need everybody to do that part. Then we can start changing the world, but we're not going to change the world. We might tackle a little nugget here and there, but we're not going to totally change the world until we all get on one accord. Michael Banks and former uh, Arizona Cardinals, we close out on Sold Out Sports Talk on AFR Talk. Uh, how do they find out about your program? Oh, you know what? It's Arizona is we're based in Arizona uh, right now. We just moved to Tempe, but it's futureforkids.org. You can okay, futureforkids.org. That's right. where we need to go. And you know what? We check we it do, out. We do a lot. We do also have it at winter camp. I'm here for the winter camp. We do it in Caesar Chavez. Everything we do is free for the kids. So the kids don't come out of pocket for none. We do a big, huge sports camp and uh, ASU. ASU. Oh, awesome. Come out. Um, uh, and the head coach and some of his players come out, Todd Graham, and they participate. We have a great time. We try to build a, a foundation for schools or help them build a foundation for the self, the self-confidence, uh, the assurance that they do have a life, they do have a future. Michael Banks, Arizona Cardinals, one of my favorite places. I lived in Tempe for 10 years, uh, have some good friends out there. Yes. Uh, Michael, appreciate you coming on. You, Continue Ron. good works with what you're doing. God bless you, and uh, hope to see you soon. God bless you. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.